Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, and we're glad you are. Welcome to another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're tuned in wherever you happen to be this afternoon, online or one of our affiliates across the state. Welcome uh, as we talk Southern Miss sports again with you. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pits. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. Proud supporters of Southern Miss and a great place to take your family for a wonderful meal. They're open seven days a week right here in Hattiesburg. They can cater any event for you, large or small. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios out of Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon, and uh, we've got a good show for you. We're going to be talking baseball pretty much throughout the hour. Cliff Russell will be joining us uh, later in the program to give his breakdown of the upcoming uh, weekend series with James Madison, but who knows more about the Dukes than the man that calls their games, David Rickard. Dave Rickard, and we're glad to have him on the Eagle Hour. Dave, we're glad to have you here. I guess this will be the uh, first time that uh, Golden Eagle baseball fans have had the opportunity to watch James Madison uh, play uh, on the Diamond. So uh, tell us what to look for. Well, it's a team that's a pretty pretty hard-nosed, gritty bunch. Um, again, it's a team that um, doesn't always aren't able to get the the most high profile recruits, but they're a team that's going to work awful hard and, and work the count and and try and uh, just try and grind out wins. That's one thing that they've done a, a pretty good job of this year. And this is a pretty big year for for Marlon Eikenberry. He's in year number seven at JMU, and he took over a program that was uh, kind of reeling. And then obviously, as you guys well know, going through the the pandemic and everything like that, he's kind of been dealt a, a tough hand here at JMU, but it's a pretty big year for him just because obviously moving into the new league, um, from where they were in the CEA to the Sun Belt, it is, it's night and day. It's, it's certainly a lot different in the Sun Belt, and you guys certainly know how good baseball is in this conference. And so, so far, so good for the most part. They're 20 and 12. They're 5 and 5 in league play. They've played pretty good baseball so far this year. They've got a mix of, of veteran and, and youth in their lineup. They've got a couple of fifth year guys and a Kyle Novak at first base, Trayvon Dabney. There's been a guy that's been there for five years as well. And then they've got a freshman in Mike Mancini at second base. A couple of second-year guys are catcher Jason Chavoni, who had a walk-off grand slam last week. is starting to come on. Um, Coleman Calabrese, he had three hits and three RBI in their win last night against Radford. So it's kind of a mix of youth and, and experience on this team trying to kind of find themselves here as they get into this new league and, and obviously face better competition than what they were facing before. Right, I do want to ask you about that. What, what are the biggest differences you see – uh, and the league last year, and I'm just talking about the game of baseball in general and what you're seeing right now in the Sun Belt. 
much better arms in the Sun Belt than in the CAA. And I, I think there's just there's more depth overall. I think there's just better talent. Um, the top-notch guys, I don't think they're, they're too far off. Um, each team has some really good players in the CAA, and, and obviously you're going to see that in the Sun Belt. I think there's just more of them in the Sun Belt, and there's, there's deeper teams. There's just more talent on these rosters. But I think the biggest difference is the arms. You're going to see some guys that are going to get drafted. They're going to throw mid-90s. That you're just you didn't see that on a regular basis. Maybe maybe once a series, maybe a guy out of the pen. You might see one of the weekend starters be pretty talented that could get to the next level, but you weren't going to see it on a consistent basis like you do in this league. So I think the arms are the biggest difference, and especially the depth with the bullpens and everything like that. So I think that's the biggest difference from league to league. And obviously, there's just there there is more talent from top to bottom, but the arms are the biggest difference. All right, Luke, get in here with Dave. Just speaking of uh, of arms, guys, kind of breaking news here. Southern Miss releases the rotation Tanner Hall on Friday, Billy Oldham on Saturday, and uh, the big TBD on Sunday. So just kind of speaking on arms that uh, <laughs> that just uh, just coming out. Dave, uh, th- this team what kind of jumps off the the page to me? Uh, looking at the offensive categories for the Dukes. Um, you, you've got uh, Trimble with with nine home runs. Uh, you are hitting two ninety five as a team, but they seem to be running a whole lot more. I mean, you've already attempted eighty three stolen bases. I'm looking back the last few years. That's that's a higher clip than what uh, you've been running. They've been they've been nailed about thirty times of that. Is that <laughs> yeah. just the way the roster is this year? Yeah, that's the problem. They've been thrown out way too many times. Uh, they've tried many more, but they've been thrown out way more too. Um, so I think there is some good and some bad in that, but yeah, they obviously last year they had the last couple of years they had Chase Delotter, and he was a first round draft pick, picked 16th by the Guardians on um, this past draft, and they could they could kind of lean on him and and hit some long balls, um, and that's kind of how the team was constructed the last couple of years. Now with Fenwick Trimble's a guy that has nine homers, but but he also can steal some bases. He's got good speed. Uh, Mike Mancini, as I mentioned, a, a freshman second baseman, has really good speed. So it's, it's more of how this team is constructed. Um, I think they, they do have more guys that can try and steal bases. And they've got a little bit different approach this year, too, that they're, they're not trying to hit as many home runs. They did in the past, but they're, they're trying a little bit different approach to the plate, just trying to try and get on base and, and then try and make something happen on the base paths. And especially in college baseball, you never know what can happen if you get on base and um, somebody boots the ball, makes a bad throw, something like that. It's just they're trying to just put pressure on the defense this year as opposed to trying to sit back and hit the long ball. So that's kind of the approach and how it's been the entire year to just try and get on base and, and, and run. It hasn't, again, it hasn't always worked out. And there's been multiple games where they've had some missed assignments where it was either supposed to be a hit and run or it wasn't a hit and run and not everybody was on the same page. And they're kind of looking at each other with arms in the air like, okay, this is <laughs> something new we're yeah. trying to do, and it didn't work. So it's still a little bit of a work in progress. But it is a team that's going to try and kind of stress you with, with, uh, with their running game. On the on the pitching side, Ryan Murphy, the only guy with more than 40 innings. You only got one other pitcher, Mazaki, I think is how you say his name, over 30. So, so what can we expect from the Dukes rotation? It's interesting about how that's kind of evolved over the year. Um, when they first started, they felt really good about their weekend guys. And – Donovan Burke was a guy that was their Friday night starter a year ago. He had Tommy John and started the year trying to be the Friday night guy. And it just did not work out. He had a game last year where he went seven innings and had 15 strikeouts early in the season. And then he had Tommy John the game after that. So he's a guy that has an immense amount of talent. They thought he was going to be the Friday guy again. Just isn't isn't fully recovered. Um, He had a pretty good outing last night, actually. He threw last night in their midweek game against Radford. Um, so it just hasn't worked out. T.R. Williams is a local kid around here in the Shenandoah Valley that 
uh, went to Page County High School about 30 minutes from Harrisonburg. I got got um, an illness when he was in high school and had to miss an entire year. So he was very highly recruited as a young kid and then ended up going to Virginia Tech last year, redshirted, didn't want to stay there, didn't work out. So he's now he's now at JMU, and now they're using him out of the pin. They thought he was going to be their Sunday guy, just wasn't quite ready after the illness, the sickness, and having a lot of time off, not really throwing a year ago. So the rotations evolved a lot, and guys have not, are, are in completely different roles than what they were in to begin the season. So that's one thing that they've really – and that's been a struggle for them the entire year, and I think that's kind of what's kept them back at times in some of these series. Um, they just – their offense is good enough, but at times they're just giving up way too many runs. They did two weeks ago in South Alabama, just double-digit runs. They're not going to survive that in a couple of games in a series like this um, against these teams. So that's the one thing. Todd Mazzocchi is a guy that has started to step up, and he's throwing pretty well of late. Ryan Murphy, you guys mentioned. Those are the top two guys right now. They're trying to find a third. Ryan Earl Schwager is a guy that made a start in the first game against Georgia State last week and threw really well for about – about four innings, and they're trying to stretch him, and maybe he's the guy that that's, that throws on on the weekend as well. But they're still searching for that. That's something that's been a work in progress, and kind of kind of held them back all year long. Dave, in the last minute or so, I just want to talk about JMU athletics overall. When you when people outsiders look in, they say, "Man, for the facilities at JMU, the things that are going on athletically on that campus, particularly particularly facilities wise, where's all this money coming from?" um it's i I, a lot of it has to do with success and the again the school's not that old as far as football basketball i mean it's about 50 years that they've had this is the 51st year of football that we just wrapped up so it's not a school that's been around for a long time it was an all women's college when it began so again it's evolved over the years um so it's still a pretty young alumni base so they don't have a ton of 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 really old alumni that are still giving back. So I think it is the success that they've had. They had a ton of success at the CAA. Um, obviously winning a couple of national championships at the FCS level definitely helps. But they've had great success this year in the Sun Belt. I mean, they won the volleyball championship. They won women's basketball. Uh, they got to the championship in, in women's and men's soccer in the tournament. Men's basketball was in the top four. Um, women's golf is playing well, right? I mean, the, the, lacrosse is fourth in the nation. That's not Sun Belt, but still, it, it, they, they've Across the board, they have put resources into every single program. It's not, it's not a football school. It's not a basketball school. It's not a baseball school. It's across the board, and they really have tried to make that an effort to, to get everybody on board with all of the programs. And um, Their alumni are giving back right now, and just with the move up with football going from FCS to FBS, that certainly generated a lot of dollars in revenue as well with a lot of alumni because they were clamoring for this move for about 10 years, and it finally happened, and they're like, all right, if we're going to make the move, pony up with some money and some of them certainly have so the success has been a big part of it to get people on board when it when it was a women's school was it called dolly madison then or, <laughs> <shut up. laughs> hey we're talking to dave rigard of james madison can you hang around in another segment with us james i'd love dave? to all right dave rigard uh, james madison uh, university they're in town this weekend this time uh, tomorrow will be about uh Six hours away from first pitch. Weather permitting. Weather permitting. I think the weather's supposed to clear up, though. I hope so. All right, we'll be right back. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back. We're glad you're with us uh, this afternoon, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net right there on Hardy Street. It is the place to buy all your Southern Miss swag, and uh, they've got a store full of it. You can also shop them online whenever you like. CampusBookmart.net. Want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear that 24-7, 365 on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And finally, before we get back to the program, I want to thank Jana King, the King of Clean, for their sponsorship of our program as well. They've been cleaning places of business, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and churches for over 35 years all through South Mississippi, and they can do the same thing for you. Find out more information on how Jana King can help your business. Go to JanaKingCleans.com. Eagle Hour on the road tomorrow. We'll have a little more about that later in the show. But right now, we want to go back uh, to our guest, Dave Rigard from uh, James Madison. Okay, uh, you told me during the uh, break that you had heard about the humble and quiet and polite baseball (laughs) fans here at Southern Miss. And uh, I'm curious, uh, in in the state of Virginia, I know James Madison football has been hugely successful, but uh, kind of give us a picture of the popularity of college baseball in that region of the country compared to here in the Deep South. I don't think it's quite um, as rampant as it is in the Deep South, but there's been a ton of success here in the, in the, in the Commonwealth is, is what they call it here. And, you know, you think about um, what Virginia's done over the years and the success that they've had. They've been in the College World Series multiple times. Um, Coach O'Connor's done a great job with that program. Virginia Tech hosted a Super Regional a year ago. So there's been a ton of success. You can go back to the days of, of Old Dominion. Justin Verlander was is from. He played at Old Dominion. There's been a lot of good players at ODU, who obviously is now in the Sun Belt. So that's another addition to this league to just make it even better. But they've got a ton of history and tradition. Um, but there's just there's so many Division One schools in this in this state that it is it, it really in any program, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, um, it's a pretty big deal. And there's been a lot of major league talent. In the Newport News area, the Virginia Beach area, it's very highly populated with a lot of great, great athletes. And there's been a lot of great baseball players that have come out of there. Um, the Shenandoah Valley here where Harrisonburg is located, they have been known for their summer college baseball. And they've got a, a great Valley League out here. They've got a, uh, uh, a county league, which is something. It's, it's the second oldest league, wood bat league, next to Major League Baseball. It's called the Rockingham County Baseball League, and they have a lot of just – there's some college kids that are in it now. It's gotten a lot younger than it was, but there's, there's kids that – I shouldn't say kids. I guess adults now in their 30s and late 20s that are playing in this league that are Rockingham County natives or they have moved in from somewhere else. And um, it's a, it's, People come out and they line up the, uh, the small fields out here, and it's a big deal. So baseball is a big deal out here. Even when JMU has struggled at times, and kind of been milling around 500 for a while, they still get tremendous crowds. So that's something that um, they, they do a good job. And whenever we go to Virginia Tech or Virginia or anywhere else here in the Commonwealth, there's usually pretty good crowds. So sports are big in Virginia. Baseball is, uh, is probably not as big as it is in Mississippi, certainly, but uh, it, it is a big deal around here, and people do enjoy it. Dave, the, the Duke's coming to Hattiesburg this weekend for a three-game set. You they're 5-5 five and five in the league, as you mentioned. What are some things that the Dukes are going to have to clean up in order to come out with more wins than losses? Well, I think the one thing is we talked pitching in, our, in the previous segment, just how it's been very inconsistent. Um, and the one thing that 
that has hurt them in some games is just way too many free passes. And I know you guys, whenever you talk to coaches, managers, um, it's <laughs> you can't give 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 free bases. You can't walk people. You can't hit people. And that's just that's been an issue for them. The other thing that's been an issue for them here in Sunbelt play, which it, it wasn't, they were one of the best fielding teams in the non-conference. But since conference play has begin has began. They are one of the worst fielding teams in conference play, which, again, is not like them. They're usually very fundamental. They usually play really good defense. That keeps them in games, helps their pitchers out. But that's been an issue here in their 10 conference teams so far. They have not fielded at a very high percentage. Um, so that they've been one of the worst teams in the Sun Belt. Offensively, again, they, they, they sometimes strike out too much. They've tried a different approach this year and, and try to, to, as I talk about, get, higher, get a higher on-base percentage. Um, but I think pitching and defense has been the biggest thing that have probably been the most inconsistent things for them. They've got to throw strikes. They can't put people on base, especially on the road. And um, they've got to field the ball better than what they've been doing here the last couple weeks. Luke? Dave, um, going back to your schedule, because I think some of our fans would, would uh, want to hear about this, Tell, tell us about the Arky State series. It was just a weird deal. You guys, the reason why <laughs> Southern Miss seven and five, you guys are five and five because you can only get one game at Jonesboro. That's it's frustrating because again, as you guys know, obviously Arkansas State's struggling a little bit, and you'd like to probably get three games against them as opposed to uh, only get one and not have a chance to win three. Now, who knows that JMU would have won the other two? Maybe they lose the two and. and they're five and seven right now, or they're seven to five, whatever it is. But it, it was strange. There was just a there were a torrential rain that came down. Um, obviously, that's a it's a natural surface. So uh, if it would have been turf, I think they get the games in. But that's the one thing that I know our guys were frustrated with is just that they weren't able to get those games in. And yeah. um, I know the Sun Belt has a rule that you have to try and get games in in the three days, and I. I wish there was maybe some some leniency to where they could have shifted and maybe played at least one game on Monday or a couple games on Monday to try and get all three of those games in that weekend. Because especially now with the travel in the league, and it, for for us at JMU, again everything was so much closer in the CA. So again, we're right. getting on a plane going to Arkansas State, and you're there for four days and you play one game. So it's it, I know it was awful frustrating for the coaches and players that they only got one of those games in, but. Um, they thought they were going to get a game in on Saturday after it rained Friday. It rained a little bit more, and they said the field just was not playable, and it probably wasn't. Um, yeah. But still frustrating not to be able to get all those games in. Well, this weekend, you know, there's some rain in Pine Belt today. There may be this weekend. You've got turf uh, so at, at the Pete, so that helps. You, uh, we're, we're, we're not looking past the Dukes at all, but Southern Miss fans for several weeks have circled next week's series against Coastal. You guys actually – took a game from them at your place, and, and arguably right now they are the best team in the conference. What did you see out of the, the Chanticleers? Um, awful good team, and again, they had a chance that the Dukes did that to win that third game, too. They lost 3-1 in that third game, so almost had a chance to take the series. But um, they've got a really talented offense. They can swing it from one through nine. Um, they've got a couple of arms. You know, against us, they threw two, three of their starters. Um, two of their three starters were freshmen. So that, that bodes well for them in the future, but those guys are throwing really well right now. And they both threw deep into the games to save the bullpen, which obviously helps in a three-game series like, like this. So um, it's a talented team. They've got a veteran club, too, that, that has been through a lot of battles, won a lot of games. Um, obviously, they expect to win there, but um, it's a really good club. It's a, it kind, of a, kind of what I mentioned with JMU early is that it's kind of a mix of youth and veteran guys on that team that have meshed pretty well so far. 
And uh, it's a talented bunch, there's no doubt. That'll be a big one with you guys next weekend. Well, Dave, I can tell you that if those freshman pitchers continue to perform the way they are now, you won't have to worry about them being <laughs> Shanna Cl- Florida or LSU will come and, and purchase them. Yes. <laughs> like Florida purchased one of our pitchers last year. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. That darn NIL, right? Yes. Uh, so I'm assuming you guys are here, am I correct? Uh, yeah, on our, yeah, on our way, on our way there today. We, we had a game last night, so we're we're en route right now. Yep, I got you. Okay, well, look, man, we really appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us, and uh, hope you have safe travels, and hope we have a good weekend of baseball down here, fellas. I appreciate it very much. Anytime. All right, Dave Rickard, everybody from uh, James Madison University. Yeah, you're correct about that. You in today's world of college sports, if if someone gets in too much of a spotlight, here comes the SEC with a checkbook. Yeah, and, and it's just it's just a shame, and it doesn't matter the sport. It could be no. basketball or football. Man, they, they got – so it, it sure cuts down on your recruiting when you can just say, hey, we already got a guy that's proven, write him a check and get him in here. Bob, you didn't know right. about this, but but an unnamed empire tried to nil Kelly off the Eagle Hour. We had to Is do some right, things Kelly? back door what, to keep what him. What were they offering you? I'm not, I'm not for sale. I'm you're not, not you're not cheap. They offered me they offered me a bunch of Bud Light. I don't know what that was all about. But. <laughs> was the person's name Dylan by any no, chance? No, no. Was, okay. Last <laughs> night in uh, in Sunbelt play, James Madison actually won. They beat they beat Radford nine to three. Georgia Southern beat Jacksonville. Southeastern Louisiana knocked off the Raging Cajuns five to four. And uh, ULM, how about Federico? Coach Fed uh, beats Lane Burroughs and uh, and Louisiana Tech. So uh, Good yeah, for him. James Madison, man, twenty wins, and and like you said, um, you you look at it's kind of like last week though, Kelly. You look at the schedule; it's pretty and weak. The, the teams are, but they, but to his point, they could have won the series against Coastal Carolina. So, by no means as Southern Miss, this is a weekend though. I, I think, guys, this series falls at a very, very important time where it enables Southern Miss to get some confidence back, get their feet under. Yeah, they lost three games to South Alabama. They won two out of three against Georgia State. They won the one game against Arkansas State and lost two out of three to Coastal Carolina. Well, Coastal, I'm telling you, they're, they're putting up just sick numbers offensively. Man, when he talked about the Chanticleers hitting one through nine, that's that's an understatement. So you man. were offered a deal by Bud Light. <laughs> you, were you going to co-star with Dylan? No, I, I, turned, I turned it down. Bob. Turned you did? Down. I'm proud to hear that, Kelly. <laughs> Loyalty, right? 100%. It was the pay that kept him at Super Tall, Bob, just so you know. Yes, my exorbitant salary here that I'm under Correct. contract right. for. Y'all are pretty much overpaid, no question. Cliff Russell is next. Stay with us. All right, I want to thank Dave Rigert uh, from James Madison University joining us uh, on the Super Talk Eagle Hour today. 
On the road tomorrow, guys, we'll be at Southern Equipment and Parts in the Laurel. Happy to say it's our first time to be invited there. We're looking forward to uh, being at that fine business. They're on Highway 84 in Laurel. They uh, deal with heavy equipment. Uh, they have tractor sales and service, and that's where the Eagle Hour will be tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Looking forward to that. That's why they want me to, they want me to be there standing next to some of their heavy equipment, so there'll be two two things of heavy Maybe we can see if they could lift you and in, in like a crane or boy something. what would an endorsement be, that would be would right be to, yeah, yeah yeah look at how much weight this thing can carry just kidding people tell me all the time I'm you're not kidding you. though i Did say it, he, he doesn't care it doesn't you're not kidding though it, it, it was a serious it was a serious observation it doesn't phase him no and like okay. i said i'm heavily insured if i check out tomorrow my kids are set so hey, am, I, am i on that policy <laughs> no you're how not. are you cliff cliff russell is in the studio with us amazingly he's come back this is three weeks in a row now I'm, I'm here gentlemen appreciate you having me back and i gotta right. tell you you guys he's got his notebook here and a pen like he's taking this seriously he is what the heck well, well, Do you get great. paid for it Do you get paid for that Somebody cliff unlike us uh, for the for the for the the color guy the the yeah. ESPN gig yeah yeah it's it is a it is a paid position man yes. Kelly well what, what well, well trust me if Luke wasn't getting a check from TeleSouth you'd know about it <laughs> I don't even know about that go ahead all right Cliff Russell with Cliff I always appreciate you coming on and of course had a disastrous let me back up we had a bad Tuesday night did not play well at all and Use I, I the think, adjective it's okay though. I think Use part the- of what you said is true I, I think part of it could be they had a nightmare of a travel weekend and uh, played in horrible weather. Uh, sad. But anyway, that 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 beside us, what now do the Eagles have to do to put that on the shelf and get ready for a team that, on paper, they should sweep? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Uh, on paper, they, they should, Bob. And um, I mean, I, I think they just got to get back to the basics. They they got to they got to pitch well first and foremost, and and. Uh, obviously, the the Matt Adams loss, and and we talked about it all fair. We're, we're unsure of of what that looks like going forward, but he's he's definitely looks like he's out this weekend for sure. Uh, they got to fill that hole. Uh, it's going to be Tanner Hall, Billy Oldham on Saturday, and then uh, to be determined on Sunday. But they they got to figure that out, and and starters need to go deep in these games. You figure they know now who they're going to pitch. Something. I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I think uh, look, Coach Barry's kind of a no nonsense guy. I think if he if he if he wouldn't, if he knows, he I think he would have announced it. To be honest, I think it really depends on what happens in these first two games. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. So, what happens the first? Give us a couple scenarios, Cliff, and and what direction he could possibly go in either. Of well, those scenarios. He, here's what I find interesting: what if what if uh, what if Cross Sively does not pitch in the first two games? Does he? Does he look at that option? Possibly. Uh, obviously, you got Nico Maza who can who can fill in the Sunday as he's been doing. Who, by the way, I still think he has got tremendous stuff. The potential is there with Nico Maza. Uh, he's just got to figure out the strike zone. Um, but I, I think the cross Sively is, is, of course, you need him out of that pen. You go to him if you need him. But if you do not use him Friday or Saturday, will they throw him in there Sunday? Possibly. So that, I don't. I just my opinion. That's an option. Okay. What other options? How else could you juggle the pitching staff, and who else could possibly be that? So you put Maza back in. There? Maza, Will Armistead has thrown thrown well. I mean, I thought he threw really well Tuesday, and uh, I think he certainly gives you an option. But first and foremost, they they got to use who they need to in the pen. And how much does it matter the results of Game One and Game Two? For example, if the Eagles win the first two games. Does that change the potential pitching option, knowing you've already won the series? Or conversely, if you 
lose the first two games. I, I, I think you're you're trying to win it regardless, obviously, and and you go with what your best option is. And and again, who knows? I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out with the loss of your Saturday starter and the inexperience and inconsistency that you've seen. I think it's fair to say out of the bullpen at this point of the year. Does the coaching staff focus all of its attention on winning the weekends? And then you just throw Johnny Holstaff during the week. Yeah, I think we've seen that already. Um, you know, with with Billy Odom kind of starting some in the midweek and then coming back available on the weekend and not not running that pitch count up in the middle of the week. And uh, I think that's extremely fair to say. And I think that is the correct approach. Honestly, you're, look when you start the season, your 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 goal, your number one goal is let's win conference, right? Every, everything else will kind of fall in place. It's it's not to it's not to beat Alabama. Uh, on a Tuesday, it's it's not to beat Ole Miss on a Tuesday. It, it's it's to win that conference first and foremost. As opposed to Alabama, which we kind of heard basically knows they're not going to win the SEC, so they're striving to win as many midweek games as they can to get them in the tournament. Well, I, I, I'd say they they certainly want to win as many. I think the for RPI reason for them, you know, if, if they can specifically, if they can. Uh, go go win a, a series on the road in the SEC. I think that speaks volume to the committee. But uh, you know, I, look, both teams obviously want to win. They want to come away with the win. But you, you certainly have to preserve the weekend while you do that. Right. Luke, get in here. Um, one question on pitching, and then one question on offense. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not casting blame in this, but Cliff, we it's kind of been an observation of all of us that the strike zone has been harder to figure out this year. It seems most days it's much tighter. Has that been some of the struggle we've seen with the younger guys? Uh, I, I think that's a fair question, Luke. I, I don't. I mean, I, yeah, maybe, maybe so. But what I find it to me, they're 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 struggling to to feel the command with that secondary pitch. It's college baseball, Luke, and and um, you know, let's be honest. In in high school, if you throw over ninety miles an hour, you're going to get people out. Whether and right. and look. J.B. Middleton, Nick Monastir, they, they both have really good secondary. It's throwing it for strikes and showing it for strikes that they've got to figure out uh, that you know these guys can sit on fastball, and, and I think that's what you're seeing. And I don't care if it's 95. These guys can hit fastballs. Yeah, yep. yeah there's no doubt. And I, I think can. you're seeing that. Um, Nick Monastir, second baseman going forward. I think he has to be. You got to give him that chance, and and you know what a weekend from him. And and but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't plug him into that lineup tomorrow night. Even the other night in in the fifth, I mean, Alabama's center fielder's kind of turning point of the game. Uh, he hit a ball that was slicing away. It would have been probably a double or a triple, you know. So I've been I've been very very happy to see his bat. It, 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 I guess someone could could assume that maybe the glove came along in the last several weeks. That's why he was in the lineup. Yeah, I think he, I think he's got a real opportunity to be a, a productive two way player on both sides, and you know. Something we haven't seen at Southern Miss in a while. Matt Walner did it, but kind of faded off on the mound, and obviously what he did at, at the plate. But uh, I think Nick Monastir has got a real, real opportunity to be that guy. Worst case scenario, if Matt Adams, and again, we don't know anything official. We're just hy- hy- hypothetically. Yeah. Worst case scenario, if he's not an option for the rest of the year, how does that dynamic change this team, not just the pitching staff? Well, I, I mean. I think it changes it. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt uh, that that has been the one constant this team has had is that Friday and Saturday night guy, Tanner Hall, Matt Adams, both in the top ten and pitching in this league, and and both have been uh, giving this team a shot in the arm on the weekends. But um, 
you know, I know Coach Barry, I know Coach Eyes. They're not going to make excuses. It's it's they're going to go with who's available, who they can. Uh, I still think they have the depth to overcome this, uh, specifically from the starting standpoint. They've got options there. Uh, does it does it weaken that bullpen a little bit? Yeah, prob- probably so. Um, but I, I think they're deep enough to overcome it. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of factors that are different this year than last year, and Kelly and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, Cliff, one factor from last year was the Golden Eagles remained relatively injury-free, and that plays such a huge role in sports, and we're seeing that right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, it's part of baseball, and you you can't expect to go through a full season with everybody healthy, Uh, but but specifically uh, with the Adams injury, the Tate Parker injury, you've mislaid for a couple weekends. Uh, It just messes with the consistency, and and, you're trying to piece that thing together night after night. It it certainly affects it. Yeah, they've struggled with injuries this year. Tate Parker's a great example. And and you knew it was just just going to be a matter of time, you know, before the injury bug did start to occur. But that was a a big piece of the puzzle last year. But Cliff, the sky hasn't fallen. The Golden Eagles have gotten, I think, the hardest part of their conference schedule behind them, maybe with the exception of next weekend. They're still in contention for this thing. Yeah, look, we're, we're 31 games in, right? We, we kind of know that, that identity now. Um, but you're, you're exactly right. Here, here's the good news. They, they, you got Louisiana at the top of the, the conference. You got uh, Coastal right behind them. And, and you still got both of them on the schedule, right? So uh, you, you kind of hold your own destiny there. And you still got those guys in, in, the, in the windshield and not the rearview mirror. So, again, I've said it all you know several times that – Everything they want to accomplish still in front of them, still still doable. You know, you may have a COVID year left. Uh, you may uh, have that, a year uh, that's, uh, uh, that that it's not that bad. The, the sky's falling if I'm if I'm put out there. <laughs> it would be a desperate. That's a, that's a bad sign. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. Desperate times indeed. <laughs> All right, can you stick around? We'll, we'll yeah, like sure. To get your prediction uh, as a day early, but we'd like to hear how you think uh, this all plays out this weekend. Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. Super Talk Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Core Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. I want to thank Mo Bay Beignet Company. Kelly and I like that place a lot. It's a great place to go this weekend. Get yourself a delicious beignet, some great coffees, and uh, get ready to enjoy a great weekend of Southern Miss baseball. We'll be back. More with Cliff Russell on the Super Talk Eagle Hour next. segment on this rainy Thursday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. Great opportunity today with the weather to go get some work inside. D1 Training, get in great shape. And then DBAT, eight different batting cages for a baseball and softball. Can work the count, off speed, fastballs, all of that. 
And it's at DBAT and D1, DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, Kelly, and Cliff Russell joining us in this last segment from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, hey, guys, quick note, USFL begins this weekend. Santrell Latham, who was drafted by the Michigan Panthers back in February, uh, I saw earlier today he officially signed and uh, should uh, should see some work in the next few weeks. Pretty cool. Uh, me before uh, other drafts, Southern Miss Golden Eagle will continue in football. All right, Cliff. Um we we talked a little. We talked some last segment, but uh, we we talked all the the pitching stuff. Offensively, how do you think the Golden Eagles are going to respond this weekend? It just seems to be a, a series that they can get their feet back from under them after being on the road for so much. Yeah, no, you're right, Luke. And and looking at James Madison, uh, they're they're gonna. They're going to hit. They're they're I think third in the conference in hitting, but pitching they're kind of middle of the road towards kind of or towards the bottom. So, uh, you know, on paper it looks like a great opportunity for the offense to kind of get clicking again. And and I think you know we said it last week. You're, you're kind of starting to to feel this offense maybe maybe piecing this thing together and and uh, coming around with a little bit of confidence and getting some of those guys in the middle of that lineup going. I think this is a great great weekend to do just that, Bob. Well, Cliff, uh, give us your prediction for the week. How do you see this thing playing out? I think it comes down to Sunday, and and here's here's I was look. I, I think looking at their their lineup, their their rotation on paper, we we have not talked to Coach Eichenberger, Jason Baker, and I usually talk to the head coaches prior to prior to the broadcast, and we're going to talk with him in the morning. But on paper, their Sunday guy, Ryan Murphy, is their best guy. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Southern Miss going the to be determined for their Sunday starter. I think it comes down to Sunday. Uh, but I'm going, to, I'm going to take the Eagles sweeping the weekend. But Southern Miss fans have become so spoiled uh, over the past, you know, two or three years, where they, where they, there would be many that would consider two out of three a disappointing weekend. But look, let's crunch these numbers here. You know, I mean, if you win every single series, you're you're set up pretty well for the tournament, which. We've all agreed you don't have to win the tournament necessarily to get in. No, not 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 in the Sun Belt, not in this conference. And and uh, here's here's the way I, I think it's looked at: is on the road you're 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 going two for you're going two out of three is what your goal is. Uh, but when you're at home, you know we we always had that mindset: we're going for that sweep at home. No, I and get it, I get it. But two for three ain't bad. Again, it's, it's not. So so here's here, to I quote think, Meatloaf: <laughs> I think two out of three will give you an opportunity to 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 take the conference in the end. But in order to win this, you, you got to start sweeping some people at some point. Yeah. Hey, yeah. guys, uh, quick quick news update. Dima Mixon, Andrew Abadie, we're talking to Scott Berry just a few minutes ago. Post this on Twitter. Scott Berry says that Adams has a, quote, sore shoulder. He's been rehabbing it. No timetable for his return, kind of how he feels. And Barry, Coach Berry went on to say it had been kind of a gradual process okay, so, so once again so much for the eagle post expert that he's out for the season and some good news if you can't believe everything you read on the internet i, I can't believe there are no doctors on eagle post it's hard okay. to believe <laughs> and and some good some really good news for a former golden eagle kirk mccarty won his first game in the korean league last night oh. uh the, the number one team in the korean league and i don't i don't know those teams i uh, don't keep up with the korean league but uh you but won his first game one and oh are you are you prepared right now in the eagle hour at 157 to take credit for his professional career no no what? just just wanted you guys to know that that kirk's doing good over off, 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 off the air he frequently does by the way Cliff. 
fantastic human Kirk is. His dad was actually my boss at the bank, a little tidbit, Morgan McCarty. Uh, also, I think a track star at USM, but but great people, great family. Uh, congrats to Kurt. Do, do you think Cliff? I mean, Cliff. Do you think Kurt said anything after he got that? I, I bet he gave Kelly Sander all the credit. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I'm, no, I'm, but but that's it's good that he's that he's doing well. Absolutely, you know, we love Kurt McCarty in, in Korea. So, by the way, that book you got there, Cliff. Let me look at that. Oh my gosh, is she back in town? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we like that's, that's we, hard we, to believe. We, we like we like Cliff. You think you could just? Oh, I'm stop sorry. I'm not where he'll come back. I'm not supposed yes. to be saying what's in that book. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Cliff, about 45 seconds left. You have any idea where I might get a good hamburger here in Hattiesburg? Hey, look, come come see us at Mugshots. We'll uh, we we got to we got to still sit down and talk about sponsors. I know that that conversation's coming. We'll 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 get around to that. No have, have you guys, either one of you guys, ever had the mac and cheeseburger? Cliff has. I've heard you talk about that before, Luke. Kelly, the the buns are two grilled cheese sandwiches. So no calories in that at all. None. So, hey, don't close that book yet. The one that's third. I'll I'll give it to you. The one that's third down on the list. I'll leave it with you. (laughs) Thank you for coming, and we apologize. I'll enjoy it every week, guys. Cliff Russell, everybody. He'll join us every Thursday, and we'll look forward to that. We'll be on the road again tomorrow, Southern Equipment and Parts. Highway 84 in Laurel. Looking forward to that. And until then, everyone, Southern Miss to to the the top. top. Mississippi Media Production.